Welcome to Co-op Mode, round 120. This is the official video game podcast of Secret Friends Unite. I'm one of your hosts, Todd Oxtra from Savage, Minnesota. I'm a traveling man, been to colleges around the globe to get my son ready to go. And mm-hmm. joined by the Canadian Mark Carabin, who is having quality time with the family. And you survived. I did, yeah. A few days up uh, with the in-laws. Uh, it, was, it was a great little trip. Happy to be home and, uh, and jumping right into podcasting. So here we go. Woo! Yeah, we're excited to go. Um, but before we really get into the weeds, just a reminder that this is day 108 of the writer's strike and day 38 of the actor's strike. Uh, really no news on the horizon. We did hear that the writers met with the officials to just talk about what might happen in the future, but nothing new. So once again, these folks need our support. We've donated to the Entertainment Community Organization. There's a link in the show notes if you want to give. It helps those people in the entertainment community help regardless if there's a strike or not. So uh, appreciate that. And once again, we support all the actors. And Mark, I don't know if you saw it, but the um, the uh, visual effects group is actually trying to form a union, which is a big deal for Marvel and, 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 uh, star Wars, all of those folks that are high, hard into visual arts, which we need to create great visual yeah. effects. And I know there's been reports that they're overworked, uh, told to cha- make changes last minute. So this is, this mm-hmm. is good news that they can raise the bar. Yeah. I, I saw something to that effect a couple of days ago was, uh, someone talking about the work that they did on Iron Man who I believe it was. And you can say what you wanted to about that movie, but um, you know, the, the, the visual effects back then were something stood out. Something felt a little bit more special. And he was talking about the artistry of it, of just deciding. I think everyone kind of knows the shot is like Tony kind of puts on the armor, the suitcase armor for the first time. And he turns oh, yeah. and his head turns at first they tried to mocap it and it turned like a normal person. And then, this guy decided like, no, 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 he's a little bit more robotic. And also Tony doesn't really care about you. So he's going to look at you last. He's going to kind of like, so he turned the body and then had the head kind of turn afterwards. And it was like used in every trailer. It was used everywhere. And that was like the money shot. And he just kind of came up with this. He was like, this is why you need artists. You need time. You need like to be able to play around with things. He was like, it took me a few hours after I got this idea, but he was like, every single time I showed it to someone, it was like, Oh yeah, that's the shot. Like right there. And it was just talking about the artistry of people that, that do that work. And it seems when you're rushing things like that's, you know, Marvel and this and that, whatever, it seems we've, we've lost that kind of spark that, kind of blew us away in those original movies and, and the movies of that era. Like I see people all the time talking about like, how can we go from, you know, Davy Jones or something in Pirates of the Caribbean or even the original Pirates of like flashing back and forth between real and skeleton, real skeleton in that fight scene between, uh, between Jack and Captain Barbosa. Um, and you see things now and it's just like, yeah, they're just fired out the CG machine kind of thing. And there's no personality to it. So, um, the more power that they have as a union or whatever, it's um, I think that's that's going to be better for everyone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know in the video game world we were getting, uh, I know testers at Raven Software. I know they were organizing an Activision. So um, and Xbox has uh, said essentially we support, you know, our teams if they want to unionize. So welcome them to the table to really um, mm-hmm. give people. Um, if people are happy, they're going to make better art. 
and that's really what this comes yeah. to. Good pay, good hours, good benefits, um, and you're not going to be let go after your project's done. That's all people want. Exactly. Yeah. But you know what people want, Mark? They want great Patreon content, and that's what we bring to the table for our Patreons. Oh, my goodness. And the Patreons we make it for are awesome. We've got Best Bud, Jamie Prinky, BFFs, Sean, Stella, and Henry Nias, Missy Merchant, and Annie Milliken. Oh, my goodness. And if you want to be one of those Patreons and experiencing experience our Patreon content for free, we have a seven-day free trial where you can check out everything we've done. And if you like it, stick around because you're only going to get more of it, and it's only going to get better. Um, I, for one, just recorded a great new um, fan explaining. The, the most recent one is out with uh, Donnie Reese. We talked about cars. It just went places. It was awesome. Donnie really told some really interesting things I didn't know about him. And then I have a new one coming out all about music with Matthew Keel. It's fun. Cool. It's great. Once again, Matt, I, I, I try to be a good host where I ask questions that probe people's interests. So um, I, I think those are a lot of fun. I'm glad that Patreon gives me the ability to do that. So that's awesome. So uh, there you go. Yes. So uh, check those out. And uh, I just released TMNT uh, last Ronin, our Spinner Rack episode, because TMNT Mutant Mayhem's out. So I wanted people to just experience more turtle love. So it's out there on our uh, on YouTube and also on our RSS feed too. So there you go. Yeah. So Mark, this one's all you. So I'm gonna let you take it away and buy in turn. <laughs> I want it to so I've been I've been hot and heavy into Pikmin. You're gonna hear about that in a little bit. But I want it to pitch something that we could uh we could talk about basically like critter sidekicks. I didn't want this to be, you know, the main character of something. Um so the first choice you can you know you might be able to argue it or whatever, but I, I think they're they're good as a side character. Uh, but this, you know, I didn't want this to be like Donkey Kong or something like that. Like, I didn't want it to be like main character energy. Um, so it kind of works as a sidekick. So the first choice is the Rabbids, which, again, I think like Mario plus Rabbids or other games, you know, like they, I think they kind of work really as, and I know they've been main character in a few games, but I think they kind of work in this, uh, yeah, because there's so many of them. And a lot of them are faceless. They're just, they're just like a horde of rabbits. And I think they really work as a hilarious, uh, just side character kind of uh, whatever. Um, Pikmin, of course, because I've been playing Pikmin 4 uh, to death. And super cute option, Chocobos from the Final Fantasy series, which have been super cute, have been super chibi, or um, just kind of terrifying uh dinosaur bird things so um take which version of chocobo you want and make it your own mostly these are uh, when you think of them and you don't like put too much on them are also highly disposable (laughs) like (laughs) there's a lot of them (laughs) so they just die and there's more (laughs) that's kind of what i was going for really (laughs) is like this just like disposable characters like they're not you know, not every single one of them has a name. There's, yeah, right. Like, I always it hurts me when I I lose a Pikmin and I lost a bunch uh, in my first playthrough of Pikmin Four. But like, you can rewind time. But I've been kind of doing like a no rewind run unless like something catastrophic happens. Like if sure. I lose a hundred Pikmin in two seconds, I'm like, no, 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 no. You're screwed. We're restarting this. Yeah. 
but otherwise, if it's like one here, one there, like we got to move on. So Todd, yeah. how are you feeling for this? We, we got a few answers. Do you want to go let's through the community? Let's go into the communities yeah. first. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. So I'll uh, give you Schloss. I'll give you Schloss, yeah. and then you handle the, the last two. Uh, so Schloss sure. says, Schloss Rigger, thanks, Discord uh, member, Patreon as well. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, he says, buy Chocobos, ride in style, safe from random monsters, while listening to an often remixed uh, catchy tune. Work? Work? Try to be my best. Chocobo. Uh, Rent Rabbids. We've all got at least a bit of insanity inside. They just wear it more on the outside. True. They are mm-hmm. rabid, folks. It's not just like a rabbit. They are like sick with disease. They're insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Return Pikmin. Nothing against them, but I never really looked into their lore. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that a lot of people... Pikmin is a lot of, out of, a lot of people's wheelhouses. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah. I get that. I get that. Um, don't don't I, try the demos if you haven't jumped it. If you have a switch, try try the demos because like those games, I did not think that I would like when the first one came out, and I've been a a huge fan, hooked on the series. Every time there's a new one, I'm like, I do I want to get this right away? And then I I get it and I just dive into it and don't play anything else. So uh, they they hook you. They're cute and they'll um, yeah, they're pretty they're pretty great. Edward Varnell, buy Pikmin, rent Chocobo, and return the rabbits. Edward does not need those unhinged rabbits in his life. I think they remind him too much of his customers uh, that had come in a little bit uh, intoxicated or crazy. You know, the world's crazy enough. Do you really need a like ton of just crazy unhinged? lunatic rabbits running around yeah essentially <laughs> um i don't know if you need that uh the last one we got winter gamer brendan myers buy pikmin you can always use loyal workers to help around the house good True. good choice especially you know uh young uh, young dad uh need all the help you can get young kids running around like pick up the toys little pikmin let's go uh rent rabbits because i can always i, I can get some zany stories from the time with them. I, yeah, that's pretty decent and return Chocobo because it's too tempting to not see what they taste like. Only he would think about that. I mean, uh, I don't know. I, that's not my first thought. Like, Oh, those wings look pretty mighty tasty. <laughs> now here's the thing. Pikmin are presumably kind of plant-based life forms you pluck kind them from of? the ground yeah that you pluck them from the ground well, there a rock kind of guy like though there is a rock pikmin but he still has um it's more of a crunchy outer shell if you kind of read the description like of it uh, still, <laughs> i mean the monsters in pikmin still eat them so they like the, if you can get past the the crunchy outer candy shell like a, like a gobstopper like a nut like a like a walnut? i guess yeah I, I suppose, yeah. Um, you know, once you can crack that, you can eat the the innards, and uh, and have a good time. So, if you're you're considering trying a chocobo, I'm going to guess that would taste something like chicken or emu or something like that. I suppose. Sure. Pikmin. I don't think we have any like plant based 
life forms on this planet. So I think if you were to, you know, be like curiosity's sake, I'm going to be the first person to eat like a carrot alien thing, right? Like, it, it, see it, how it, that goes. You, yeah, right. Would you pop that in your mouth too? And it's just, I mean, you're just, well, they're tiny. You just pop one in, just be like, yeah, cool. Um, anyway, Brennan, let me know if you're now scared of me or if you too would um, just like, you know, pick. Also, if you would eat a Pikmin, what color would it be? The You've got red. Is, yeah, I mean, yellow is like a yellow carrot. Blue? Yeah. Blueberry? So, I mean, there's not a lot of blue veg. There's purple carrots. And so here, and, and here's the thing. The red ones would be super hard to cook, so you'd have to eat them raw because they're fireproof. Uh the yellow ones, electric re- resistance, so um, you know that you'd be okay with that. The blue ones, water resistant, so you couldn't drown it. You'd have to kill it some other way if you wanted to not eat it alive. Um, the purple ones are just chonky boys, so you could have a time with that. Uh, the poison resistant white ones, the rock Pikmin, if you really want a challenge and you like a tough nut to crack, or uh, the little pink flying dudes that, you know, Kind of like eating a bug plus a plant. So um, food for thought. You know, and nobody asked if what what a rabbit tastes like. I mean <laughs> you'll probably no die of like like know. like some type of like, you know, what is it, mad cow disease or something. Not not worth it. <laughs> yeah. Not worth the risk. That'd be the next uh, the next pandemic waiting to happen, I think. Uh Todd. How you feeling on this one? Uh, this one's a little bit easier than I would have expected. Uh, Chocobos. Um, I'm big into Final Fantasy 16 right now. I'm on the last mission. We have a guest coming out, so I'm going to save all my FF16 talk to her because I'd like to see what she thinks about this 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 topic. Mm-hmm. But um, I love my Chocobo. They are great. They are a mode of traffic uh, or uh, a transit. They are actually off. They can have some offense as well, and they are just adorable. They are beautiful, but they are they're like an ostrich of death. I mean, mm, ones in, yeah. the, in the in in the FF16 game, they are huge, Mark. Like their talons are beasts. So um, mm-hmm. I'm going with chocobos. They're fun. Uh, ride around, and they they love you. They they are such they're they're tied to you. So I love my chocobo. Um, you know what, Pikmin? You know I'll, I'll return um, or so I'll rent uh, because rent. you know they're they're fun. They're useful. And largely disposable. So I don't feel like anything's lost along the way. You don't really get an emotional attachment to them because, you know, there's so many, you don't get to name them. Now, if they let you name them or put hats on them, it might be a little different, but they don't. So I think they all serve a purpose and you can always get more. So I think they're um, worthwhile in the in the discussion, but, you know, you don't get attached to them. So you, so they're definitely a rental because you, you essentially do rent them, Mark. You get more, you're... <laughs> they they don't last. <laughs> uh, they're a resource more than a, uh, 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 an attachment. And then rabbits, yeah. they are just, I think, something bad will always happen when they're around. They're like a risk to your insurance policy, Mark. They oh, are yeah. going to chew through all of your, like, cables for your ipad and and they will um i i don't know they'll probably leave your refrigerator open so your food will spoil they'll yeah. scratch your car exactly you tell them what yeah. they do they do the opposite 
Um, right. You know, rather than, you know, clean the dog poop, they probably pick up the dog poop and throw it at the house. I mean, they mm-hmm. are just a bad idea waiting to happen. When, when are you going to start describing rabbits and stop describing life with a three-year-old? <laughs> <When's>, uh... <laughs> you know what? Rabbits probably they already have one of them. <laughs> exactly. The creator of rabbits probably said, oh, I looked at my three-year-old and oh, that's what they are. <laughs> uh, the oh, yeah. more you were talking, yeah. The, yeah, the more you were talking, I'm just like, oh, this is just my life. This is, exactly. <laughs> I have to buy these now because I have one. Uh, okay. Yeah. Why did you flush the? Uh, why did you flush my Wiimote down or my 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 Wiimote down the toilet? Finn is getting so obsessed with flushing the toilet. I know. I just I'm just like trying to hide everything important all the time because I like right now he's just happy watching the water go. That's not going to last long. As soon it's going to be like okay, cool keys, let's go. You know, like the AirPod case. I'm going to just, I'm one of these days, it's just, see Don't ya. get fish. Uh, Don't get fish yet. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, good, good answers. Uh, mine, I can see any of these. And honestly, I was kind of tempted at first to pick the exact same order that you did. Because as much as I'm loving Pikmin, I am not two inches tall, so I don't know if interacting with Pikmin would be great or if it would just be like my house was infested with insects. And, you know, like that I don't want... that was flying around me? <laughs> right. So I don't want that. Um, I'm not sure. If the Pikmin were a little bit more scaled to a useful size or something, but, like, I'd kind of feel bad for them if they were just kind of running around the house and like I'd trample on them or fended trample on them or something happened or I didn't notice them to begin with. So it's kind of dangerous. I don't know. Um, plus I thought of that whole eating them scenario. So I think I might be a little bit more in, unhinged. So I think I have to choose buying rabbits because no one else did. <laughs> Is this a guilt thing? <laughs> no one else did. I already own one. Might as well get a bunch. They'll, they can keep each other entertained. My house is going to get destroyed one way or the other, whether it's just one little thin rabbit or a ton of them. I might as well have a good time and dress a couple up like the Mario Brothers. Uh, so I'm buying those just for the lols. Uh, I'm going to rent a Chocobo because I think that's a good summer ride. I don't want a poor little chicken dinosaur freezing its buns off up here in Canada land through the winter, expecting to drive me to work on the ice and snow. Like I'll just rent it for the summer, kind of ride to work in style, go to the beach, riding a dinosaur chicken and I'll be all good and ready to go. And then it can just kind of go, you know, it'll fly down South. That'll, that'll work that way. And sadly, as much as I love the game and the series, I have to return Pikmin because I'm scared I'd trample on them and I don't want that on my conscience. So they can just live in the wild and I'll still love them, but just not in my house. So you treated this like if they were real and you actually had yeah. to care for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, yeah in my very house. interesting, Mark. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. So All you chose so you chose gremlins essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah. Get them I don't know what happens to rabbits when they get wet. They probably turn into something worse. Great. Yeah, my 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 picking of this was like, do, which, which of these do I want in my house or around my house? Like with a chocobo, 
Like, I don't think that's just going to hang out in the living room, but I'd make it a little pen outside or something like a little, um, uh, you know, uh, stable. And just that'd be out in my yard and I'd just be like, all right, see you later, buddy. And, um, yeah. Yeah. It's like owning a horse, right? I mean, it's like, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of work. A lot to deal with. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's like Finn wants a pony. No, we'll show you a pony. We won't buy you a pony. Yeah. (laughs) I got friends that own horses. Let's, let's just go visit. You find somebody with one and it's like owning a truck or a boat or a cabin. You find somebody that has those things because there's upkeep. Yeah. There we go. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, very good. Hopefully you enjoyed this one, and you can thank Mark for this. And nightmares of uh, these things that we've given you. Mad cow disease, eating That's them. That's eh, yep. We'll see how it goes. Bonus question for anyone listening or anyone that wrote in, what Pikmin would you want to eat if you had to eat a Pikmin? Hmm. Interesting. That's it. Yeah, yeah. and you, you decide. I mean, the purple one kind of oh, looks yeah. like an ube, which is a, uh, a Filipino sweet potato that's purple. There you go. Yeah, very tasty. Maybe that's what they're tasting. Yeah. <laughs> they probably could. Um, there we go, Mark. And well, because it's, you know, Nintendo's an Asian company, yeah, maybe Miyamoto was inspired by that. You know, I never know what's, you know, yeah. the wildlife. And they're inspired by gardening and there's flowers and the, the plants and stuff there. So, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to hit a little bit of news topics. It's been a while since we connected. And uh, actually, one of these is hot off the press. One has been bubbling and we're getting some reality. So, Mark, uh, Pokemon Presents, that was today. Yeah, it was. I just watched it when we got home. Uh, Loren was was trying to get Finn kind of settled down, and I said, okay, I have like 25 minutes. Let's try to knock this out. Um, so I didn't watch all of it. I will admit I kind of skipped the first part when they were talking about the Pokemon World Championships. Um, I skipped over a lot of like the new anime and a lot of the mobile games and stuff like that. But uh, I'll give a quick recap. We got like some updates on the Pokemon cafe remix for like switch and mobile uh, Pokemon masters. EX has uh, the first pairing from the Paldea region, AKA Scarlet and Violet. So if you play any of those mobile games, Pokemon unite, same kind of thing. They're getting a big Mewtwo uh, mega Mewtwo kind of seems to be joining the fray, which is neat. Uh, Pokemon sleep, Man, that game came out and just kind of fizzled. I haven't heard anyone say anything good about that or the Pokemon Go Plus Plus. That thing's getting ripped to shreds uh, for just like connectivity issues. They haven't solved any of the problems for the Pokemon Go Plus, let alone releasing a Plus Plus version that's bigger and doesn't fit in your pocket. Um, They're still trying to make it a thing, I guess. Uh, And then Pokemon Go Fest is happening if you live in any of the places or you want to pay for a ticket if you're if you're still super into that game. I play it from time to time, but I don't get into those kind of big events. Um, Pokemon on, uh, or sorry, Nintendo Switch Online is getting two Pokemon games today. So by the time you're listening to this, these are already out. That's Pokemon Trading Card Game and Pokemon Stadium 2. But again, those games were already announced. They just happened to release today. Um, so really... Most most of this stuff was like updates to stuff that we already knew existed or release dates or releases of things we already knew existed. Um, there's, like I said, a couple of new anime things or a couple of new animated. Uh, there's Pokemon Path to the Peak. Um, and then there's Pokemon Peldean Winds, uh, a new animated series. 
Uh, and then Pokemon Horizons, the series, is going to be the new Pokemon, like the big animated series, I think, that's, that's taking over after Ash and Pikachu have retired. So a whole bunch of stuff there, some new information on Detective Pikachu Returns, and then the big focus was uh, was on Scarlet and Violet, the DLC that's coming there. We got a bigger look at the teal mask and a bit more of a look at the indigo disc. So they're the two pieces of the DLC. So part one, the teal mask, that's going to be released September 13th. So it's sneaking up a little bit closer every day. Uh, it's good to finally get some information on that one. I'm going to have to jump on that DLC uh, I love that game. I jumped back in it today because there is an update to make you jump back in today, which is Mew and Mewtwo. There's an event called Get Mew and Mewtwo. They really, really stress themselves thinking of the name for that one. <laughs> but basically, if you log in right now and you go to the mystery gift menu, you can type in the code Get Your Mew, and every single Mew that is entered, I mean, you know, to whatever variation that the Mews, uh, that, that the types are, but you're going to get a Mew that's uh, a unique type. Every Mew is going to be different. So I got a, uh, I think, Psychic Rock type Mew. I think I looked very quickly. It's a little level five, brand new Mew. I already had Jason Mews uh, from, <laughs> I forget what the name. <laughs> Wait, from Clerks? No, that's my original Mew. I, nick- I nicknamed oh, it Jason. Oh, God. <laughs> Jason Mew. Yeah. Jay. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's he's been in my game for a little bit, as well as uh, a Mewtwo that I kept over from something. I can't even remember where I got those two. Um, but it's cool to have another Mew, and especially a fresh one that I can kind of train right up and, and, uh, and go to from that. Um, so I don't know the nickname for this one yet. It will not be Jason Mew's. It will be something else, but um, yeah, it's kind of cool that that it can be. You could have like a fire type Mew or whatever. Um, I think that's really really cool. And then there's going to be raid battles. There's a big event starting September first where you can go and battle and capture Mewtwo if you want another Mewtwo if you don't already have one. Um, like I said, I have one from Pokemon Home that I've moved into the game already, so I've seen Mewtwo in Scarlet and Violet. I've played around with it already. I've had him on my team. Um, but it's, it's really cool for, for people that, that don't, you know, cause it's been kind of hard to move things from like the Game Boy games or the Game Boy Advance games or the DS games or whatever to, uh, to the switch. So this is a great way to do it. If you haven't done all that work through Pokemon home or the Pokemon, um, transfer network or whatever the hell all those things are called. Um, so yeah, great reason to jump back into those games. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm ready for some more Pokemon stuff. I'm, you know, I've been out for a little bit and I'm, I'm gearing back up. Nice. So I've got a couple of follow-up questions. Todd sure. Oxtra from the, uh, Pokemon Gazette here. Um, Pokemon, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. Um, in regards to this, um, because of Pokemon, I mean, there's a couple of, you know, uh, elephants in the room is Scarlet mm-hmm. and Violet had significant performance issues. Do you think with D- this DLC, they will have taken feedback and tweak performance of the overall game in the DLC? Or you think like, don't care, we made a billion dollars, people still bought the game regardless of performance. So that's question one. Question mm-hmm. two is, it's been four years since Detective Pikachu the movie. 
you think mm-hmm. were, is that that was a one and done? And last question is, um, we obviously didn't get the next big Pokemon game. Is that being held off until the next hardware? So there you go. Those are my three questions to you. Yeah. So I'm going to answer one and three kind of at the same time, because uh, I think the answer to three is, yeah, that's being held off. Because I honestly, I, I think with the the skill level at the Pokemon company, I think that they're not great at optimization. They're great at throwing a lot of big ideas and there's a lot of moving parts. And I think they just need more powerful systems to handle it. Um, so I think, honestly, I, I think, yeah, they're going to hold off on the next Pokemon for Switch 2. It might run on Switch 1 if those things are kind of back, backwards compatible or whatever. Um, but we'll get into some rumors in a bit. But I, yeah, I, I, I can't see it being like Switch 1, like, first you know what i mean like is is going to be a switch 2 game that might run backward compatible mode or something but um for the first question i think there's going to be tiny fixes and they have been doing tiny patches and this and that and whatever performance what they call it performance stabilization or, or whatever you call that even in the trailer today there were some frame skips. There was a little bit of lag. You know, like they haven't fixed those underlying issues because I don't think they can. There's yeah, there they might improve frame rate here and there, but I like you're not going to get rid of frame rate. Like the game's just fundamentally too heavy for the system or not optimized enough. I think that it'd be a ground up rebuild, and I just don't think they have the time, patience, energy, or desire to do that. Um, I think you kind of hit part of it on the head, which is, you know, they sold 8 million copies. Do they need more? If they put, let's say, whatever, $10 million into fixing this thing, are they going to see the return on investment in an uptick of sales? Or is it going to be like, all right, you know, we just chugged in whatever, $2 million to fix these problems and we got $50,000 more sales. Like, I don't know who cares, right? Like it's, it is what it is. It sucks to think of it that way. And that's a very business perspective of like, you know, that, but I mean, that's what it is. It's a business, right? So, uh, I, I was able to overlook, that was my game of the year last year because I enjoyed it. I was able to overlook those technical difficulties and problems. My brother and I talked about this maybe a month ago, if that, about how he still can't, he grabbed my switch. We were hanging out and he, he was just like, is this better yet? And he grabbed my switch and he was like, I really want to get into it, but I just, I can't get past this. Um, I ignore it because they're, they're fun and cute little monster games and um, that's it. But I, I totally get it. If you can't a hundred percent. Some part of the problem. I don't know what the solution is aside from a switch too. Uh, for detective Pikachu. The movie, I think that specific story is a one and done just because of how it ended. I don't know if you could bring back that character. I don't want to spoil too much if people are looking at the game and just kind of like, hey, maybe I should check out that movie. Um, I don't know. I'd love to see more live action stuff. I don't like if it's the same characters and like the character still exists, but not exactly in the way that it was through the first movie. So maybe there's something there where there's a bit of lingering power there and someone can understand it or there's something, but um, 
super tough to pull off because that was such a self-contained and finished story by the time it was, you know, it was all wrapped up. Uh, so I don't know. Tough, very tough, but I'd love more live action stuff. It'd be amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious if that, you know, that's, that's a challenge. Cause I, I really enjoyed that movie quite a bit. I love what they did on the screen. Obviously Ryan Reynolds would not be coming back. Uh, in, in that, I mean, movie. he could, but like, he it could, would be he would, exactly. Him. It would be a person. Yeah. Like, like spoilers. Okay. So spoilers, like turn it off, skip ahead a minute or something like that. So if you haven't seen the movie, you don't want spoilers, but like, by the end of it, yeah, Ryan Reynolds and Detective Pikachu are separated because, you know, Mewtwo or, or Mew or whatever it was, um, combine them yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Uh, and that's like to, to keep him alive. And then by the end of it, he undid it. And that's why his son could hear him and understand him. And I think that's kind of where the second game might be going. Like they seem to combine the first game and then write the second game in the movie. So, yeah, like the only way you could do it is either have Ryan Reynolds himself back with a Pikachu that maybe he can understand because at one point they were linked. So now he has like a psychic connection because he like, you know, spent time as Pikachu or buddy cop film. Yeah. But only he can understand at this time instead of his son. It's like Um, Chewie and Khan. I mean, come on. Right. You could, you could, and you could bring back uh, his son and, uh, you know, have Ryan Reynolds and his son and like frustrated, kind of like the show Ghosts. I don't know if you ever saw that. But, oh, Ghosts is great. Um, yeah, amazing show. So, like, the wife can see the ghosts, but the husband can't. So, it's constantly like, hey, who's in the room? Um, so, that can be kind of fun to play on. But, like, as far as Pikachu talking as, like, Ryan Reynolds' voice, like, not happening again unless they just, I mean, I say not happening again. It doesn't make sense for it to happen again. You yeah. could easily write like, hey, Pikachu drank a weird cup of coffee that made him sound like Ryan Reynolds, and now they're going on another adventure. Like, anything's easy to write, but like to make real sense in this world, like the detective is out of the Pikachu. You know what I mean? Like, they're not, they're, yeah. So, um, tough to pull off. Yeah. Anyway. I, it was a great thing it was a great gateway yeah. into Pokemon. Cause I think that's the thing. Cause there's already anime as much as you want with Pokemon that is for yeah. the fans, but for mm-hmm. a broader audience doing something live action, I don't think you can go deep into like the really geeky stuff. Or if you're going to do something yeah. mainstream, I don't know, maybe they'll change it. Maybe they'll do a CGI version uh, because yeah. of their partnership, but I don't know. We'll see. It's, it's, it's really tough to adapt. Like even like the, the anime or the first few games, into a movie because it's kind of like a 10 year old boy just kind of like wandering off into the wilderness with crazy monsters trying to attack him. And it's like, why does this exist? Why is that lizard breathing fire? And why is it his pet? And why is he fighting grown ass men in the woods? Where's this person's parents? Um, So it's kind of weird, but you, you could do something like Scarlet and Violet where it's kind of like a Hogwarts castles type yeah. situation. Like this is where they go to school and they're just kind of like boarded there and whatever. And you have your different like, you know, houses or whatever. Like you could do something like that maybe and make it interesting. But like, yeah, Pokemon's like rife with problems if you just try to adapt most of the games. Yeah. I mean, you could try to do Arceus where you're like at the beginning of the things and documenting all the Pokemon. Right. But you're then you're missing out on the Pokemon battles, which a lot of people love. 
So I don't know how you do it, but eh. and they're problematic too, right? Like it's yeah. you're anytime I play Pokemon, like I kind of try to disassociate myself with it because my wife always brings up a great problem that it's like just cockfighting the video game. And I'm like, stop saying that because it hurts. Uh <laughs> and I don't like it. Uh but I mean essentially that's kind of like it's just like, okay, cool, here's an electric mouse, let's make it fight a rock uh with arms. And breed. And see which one yeah oh, they, they don't give yeah don't yeah um <laughs> we'll at least see. that's nice they're not being lit on fire or drowned by a giant sea dragon um it's just it, there's there's just problems all over the place when you take it out of a digital realm of um pixelated little monsters yeah Problems. Well, Nintendo knows uh, people in Hollywood now, so we'll see what they do. Because yeah. uh, obviously they've made a lot of money in the this. You know, it, it'll be interesting to see where they go next. Really, yeah. but you have no shortage of Pokemon entertainment if you're into anime. Uh, it's there. Um, so then we're going to move on to uh, what swirled last week was Switch Two rumors or whatever we want to call it. We're hearing the Switch. I've heard many different things. Super Switch. Uh, Call whatever you want to the switch, Um, because you know you got a Wii U in there. Call what you want, Mark. Yep, switch you um, exactly. So, um, so the official like there's some folks who have predicted and heard rumors before that have gathered some information what they're hearing. Um, Nate the Hatus specifically has been the one that's kind of corroborated uh, Andy Robinson's uh, information at VGC. Essentially said. Uh, Switch 2 will sport an LCD screen, which will be 8 inches, which will be bigger than the current Switch, uh, and then um, which is 6.2 inches, and this OLED was 7 inches. Exactly, and it's supposed to still be a hybrid portable-type device. That's kind of what we know, and apparently there are now dev kits in the wild, which um, would say, yes, people are starting to work on this, and then uh, Nintendo always said there wouldn't be one this fiscal year for them their fiscal year goes mm. to march 2024 uh so after that would be think of like april to once again march of next year that would be fiscal 24 uh for them my company does a fiscal i'm in fiscal 24 23 i'm in fiscal 23 and that goes until may and we start that way so we're half year we're not a calendar year it's very weird companies do weird fiscal things for uh getting their their results so with that um we know that also that uh, apparently uh there's supposed to be more uh, more onboard uh memory which would be 512 oh, gigabytes so of storage space compared to 32 gigs which is just crazy that is like half of a call that's like a quarter of a call of duty it's just insane and it just was never reasonable, specifically uh, because the Switch was a heavily digital system for a lot of people. Um, yeah. And the LCD system, LCD screen versus an OLED means probably cost-cutting, which is fine. Um, I think unless you're seeing them side-by-side, side, you don't really notice. It's not a big deal. Um, yeah. And other than that... The, yeah, the, the big issue with that is people wanting to upgrade from an OLED, and it would feel like a downgrade. If you're used to the OLED Switch... Uh, unless you're comparing them, but if you're super used to that and then you go from a very vibrant screen to kind of 
downgrading to like a bigger, but less vibrant, but like, you know, it's, it's, it's a weird compromise. I wonder if that means they'll have a switch to pro at launch. And this one that they're describing is a base model. Cause otherwise it, it might like for someone like myself, it might feel like a step back in certain that's, respects. That's an interesting proposition because uh, the last time Nintendo launched two systems at once, which was the Wii U, they had a, a, a was it an eight gig uh, white or no black yeah, was it 30, white and then and then they had white, 32 and then black yeah and then there was a th- i think a 50 dollar price difference between them um so and i don't think many people actually had that eight gigabyte system i mean there was not many people who did uh so it's mm-hmm. probably a collector's item can in in the the wii u realm um mm-hmm. it'll be interesting because the steam deck is an lcd screen nobody complains it's like it's a horrible screen it's, it's good <laughs> enough I, I think and i've had i have an oled right now big one I love it, but I went over to my friend's house and he's got a big LCD. I honestly think it's it's a lot of people hand wringing for not much of a difference in regards to it. Uh, LCDs will be brighter too, so if you're gonna take it outside, OLED is not great for outdoors because it's not bright enough. So you get that screen. So um, in in, a, in the big picture, I think that's where Nintendo would say, "Eh, we'll get you an OLED in three years when we want to get more sales." So I could see that market. It's probably just a because I don't know how high nintendo wants to go 350 is the highest they've ever gone with the wii u i don't know if they want to go 350 to 400 for their launch system to get sales at first that that keeps a lot of people out of the equation um Mm -hmm. and obviously they can obviously iterate over year over year with like we got the switch light we got the oled so i don't know what they'll do with this one and what the actual plan will be we've seen some mock-ups and renders which i thought were absolutely horrible i'm like i don't understand the point of this <laughs> these mock-ups because it's like it was a smaller dock but then the the we the this the the um the joy cons were like a weird inlay within a, uh, like a unibody switch where you put them mm-hmm. in it but they were still there when it wasn't there it was a really dumb looking design i'm like who who thought this was a good thing so um it's going to be interesting because the biggest question mm-hmm. uh the elephant in the room is will this be backwards compatible um i i think everyone fears it won't but i think yep. people are like why couldn't why wouldn't it be considering the amount of money and effort people have put into their switch library this is the best library nintendo's ever had bar none because almost like every game they've ever made is on this thing and mm-hmm. to just say hey eh, to start again we're going to start nintendo you know i i just don't see it happening mark they would just look like the biggest bunch of idiots and they would look like Uncle Scrooge basically say, pay us all again for uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Plus or Deluxe or whatever they call it. You know? Yeah, that's that's the problem. I mean, that's the, the issue that they're facing now and the world that they're facing now is that's expected. It's really expected. You can you, you can't launch a Switch 2 right now. Like that honestly to me would be screaming another wii u style failure like i think you would have people up in arms and like i'm not buying mario kart 8 again like pound sand nintendo i'm done like i'm the switch is good enough you already told us that you have games coming out for at least another year we saw some of those there's an untitled princess peach game like give me a title of that one before i'm even considering chalking any more money over to a system that can't play all these games that have invested hundreds, if not more, you know, worth of, of money into over the past six, by the time this thing's out seven years, right? Like, um, I, I can't 
imagine them doing that. Uh, the, one of the, the, the tipster in this did claim it will use cartridges like the Switch, but it will be in a new format of cartridge. Uh, so I'm still thinking that that's going to be a DS to 3DS type situation where there's going to be, uh, there's, there's going to be, uh, games that can only run on the, the 3DS, but all of your DS games work in that system. And I think it's going to be the same thing. There's going to be, let's take the new Pokemon game as an example, because you mentioned that before. The new Pokemon gonna be one of those new carts with a little notch on it that you can't fit inside a Switch One. But Pokemon Scarlet 100% will fit inside a Switch Two. That that has to be the way they do this. Has to, because people expect it now. You you I could throw this phone in the ocean and go get a new one, and you know my Apple Arcade games are still there. I could do the exact same thing with my Xbox, and all my games are still there. I it just. It, digital and uh you know like your your libraries count <laughs> they they, they have to continue right that's like apple's model apple's like mm-hmm. you're on our ecosystem but everything will carry forward to a certain point and then it just like our devices what? just won't support yeah. it um right. and and there's yeah. if nintendo thinks people just are gonna like move on and and not be happy of all of the console fans Nintendo fans are the ones that are so passionate about the past and want to carry that forward. And Nintendo mm-hmm. has supported backwards compatibility before. And so yeah. it just seems silly, especially now where things are digital and they have your purchase history. And, um, you know, PlayStation was so good at it until they stopped and then they got so much crap about it. Xbox mm-hmm. has made it a big sales pitch. And, Mark, I don't think, yes, because you could buy Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on the Switch 2, isn't going to preclude people from borrowing Mario Kart 12 or whatever it's called now. Cause I think, I think mobile is nine, I think officially or something like that. I think it just means that people will buy both and it's never going to stop them. Um, people like double dipping. They like to play the old and the new. I mean, Mar- if people could buy Super Mario brothers brawl, they would or melee they would because mm-hmm. they want to play that game, but they'd also buy. Uh, so I think Nintendo is just, I hope they've learned to say that Nintendo will continue to sell new versions. And if they want to double dip, they can do it this way. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Deluxe, but it's going to include all the DLC. So you buy it for 60 bucks and you get the DLC versus 25 bucks extra. Same thing with Mario Kart. You're going to get that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe plus whatever. You Mm -hmm. get all the DLC brought in. So new buyers can just get one package and then we'll still sell you a Mario Kart 10 and people will be happy with it because there's going to be things in the new Mario Kart that people are like, I didn't like that changed. I like eight deluxe better. So I'm going to play that. So I, yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a win-win and you could get a little bit of that double dipping for a certain point where they'll have games that cross like uh breath of the wild crossed and that didn't hurt sales. Mm-hmm. Did it? No. People moved on and they're like, good. Yeah. And that library is not going away, so they can still sell Switch Lights and things like that. Still sell those games, but people will move on. And Nintendo fans are freaky. They'll buy 18 versions of the Switch, too, um, yeah. and buy multiple copies. I mean, think about it, Mark. I mean, how many Switches do you have in your house, and how many copies of games do you have on those that are duplicates because you need them for each console? Mm. 
Uh, only a few. Anything multiplayer. There's two switches in the house. Um, do you have and it's two a tiers of the kingdom, kingdom, or do you have one? Two, because we wanted to play at the same time. Exactly. But that was a rare exception. That was a rare and when, exception. And when your little Most boy gets old enough... Yeah, uh, most single player games we of everything. <laughs> yeah, most, most single player games like that we we do try to get cartridge or something we can yeah. share. Yeah. Um, it's only like the multiplayer games, like uh, like Mario Kart's a great example of like you need multiple copies to run this. Yeah, we're getting multiple copies. Um, but other most other things, yeah, it's it's just hey, do you want the cartridge today? Yeah, I'm playing that Lego game. Give me that one, um, Mark. Mark yeah. You have a toddler. You should I not know. own anything that will get lost. I, my teen, I think he's lost the games a million times. I finally found them again. You will not buy another cartridge because it will get lost, eaten, thrown away, flushed on the toilet. Uh, your little rabbit doesn't care yeah. about a cart coming out. He'll throw it out because he wants yeah. to play something else. He'll 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 chew on yeah. it a little bit. Does this taste good? Oh, daddy, it sucks. It tastes it bad. Taste good. It doesn't taste good. No. Yeah. I, I think um, one thing they didn't mention here is: will the taste of the cartridge be different in the new system? Will it be like oh, urine no, flavored versus uh, vomit flavored? Even more bitter. Yeah. 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 Um, so this will be interesting. Um, I'm. I think they played it so excellently last gen where they launched it in March when they were just getting the, 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 the devoted folks, they built up their inventories, got a lot of games ready for launch. And by the time fall came around, they satisfied the hardcore and they had inventory for the mainstream. If they launch this thing in the fall again, that's a nightmare. That's yeah. a nightmare. That's a lot of sad kids not getting a switch to yeah. on Christmas, Mark. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Very um, true. Do have we come up with a name yet? Have you have you have you came up with a name for the successor? Uh, new Super Switch Deluxe Two XL. I want something that easily rolls off the tongue. All right, I like plus, that. Plus. I'm gonna yeah. go with um, it's 512 megabyte or gigabytes of storage. So I'm gonna call mm-hmm. it the Switch 512 because <laughs> that's <fairness>. dumb. <laughs> I like it. Yes, yes, very good. So excited for this. We'll see where it's going to go. It's going to have to happen. They're going to have to put out a new console, and we're just waiting for it. We'll be on our hands and knees. I remember how much excitement there was building from the Wii U to the NX to the original uh, announcement. I think in January is when the hordes of excitement get unleashed. They'll tell us about the system probably early in uh, 2024 after they've you know, got all their holiday sales in and they'll start building the hype. Yeah, I think you're right on. All right. So folks, if you have your thoughts on either the Pokemon news or switch to rumors and what you would call it, let us know. So Mark, we've gamed, you've gamed, you're on vacation. Uh, uh, I'm guessing you're playing lots of Diablo four. No, I have not played uh, anything other than Pikmin 4. It has completely consumed my life. Um, just absolutely. I, I just, it's one of those perfect little games where you can easily, you can just, it's, no, I'm just going to play one more day. 
right? So the Pikmin games for anyone like that hasn't jumped in, I know Slosh Ritter said he, he hasn't. So uh, for anyone that hasn't jumped in the Pikmin, you're stranded on this planet and you're very tiny and everything's enormous. And this planet looks very much like earth if it's not earth, uh, whatever, but, um, and so your, your companions are these little Pikmin who are even tinier than you are. And you have to find pieces of your ship or your shipwrecked crew or whatever the little, you know, MacGuffin is for this specific game. And, uh, and you have to get back to your ship by nightfall with all of your Pikmin or as many as you can, because at night, bad things happen. Now in this game, you can actually play at night and the nighttime missions are fun and very different. And you get a brand new type of Pikmin, which are kind of like ghost Pikmin and they're green and they're delightful. And I like them, but the main bit of this game is the days you have a certain amount of time the timer's always up in the top left hand corner counting down you get a notification ding when you're at noon and you keep playing until nightfall and it's like get back to the ship bro and uh, you gotta run so uh that structure of like no just one more day or you always always find one more piece of treasure or see something new in a new area that you just unlocked, or there's always something where it's like, it's like one in the morning and I'm like, I got to get up in a few hours, but I just spotted something. I need one more day, one more day. I can knock it out. And then it's three in the morning and I'm like, I hate my life, but one more day. Uh, and it's that, that's what this has done to me. And I, I finished the game, uh, last night. Yep. But there's a post game. So there's like a big post game. It's not just like you can go and re-explore the areas and do some stuff. There's a lot of story and there's new areas that only open up post game. So there's like a whole bunch of stuff that I'm still working on. I don't want to give any spoilers out, but the post game really opens up. It's really exciting. It's worth going back. So that's where I'm at now is all the post game content. And yeah, I really thought like the game, I thought I was just going to finish it and it was going to roll credits. And I was going to be like, that is a really neat game. I'm going to replay this, but for now I'm done. And then it's like, Nope, here's like essentially what feels like a ton of DLC. Wow. Only it's built in post game content. And I'm like, Holy, (laughs) this game just keeps on giving. I love it so much. Is that the Dendara battles that I've heard about? No, they're oh. they're just in the game. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, that's a main part of the game. Like, uh, so the Dendori, yeah. Dendara battle, whatever they're yeah. called. Uh, yeah, you just do those at different points. You meet these like leafling characters, which are actually just spacemen that get infected with some sort of leaf virus or something, and you eventually kind of find a cure for um, by doing night missions, actually which kind of ties back to what I was saying. Um, But yeah, each time you do that, yeah, you're given like a specific set of Pikmin. You can't take your crew in. You're given a specific set, a specific challenge, and you have to do it within a time limit or a certain amount of points or beat one of the other Pikmin. You're going head to head to try to gain more points in a certain amount of time. Uh, They're always new. They're always exciting. And some of them are very, very challenging. Even if you're like me, I've been playing Pikmin since Pikmin 1. It's an amazing game. Interesting, because that's where I've struggled with Pikmin. I, I like being in the world. I like having and enjoying the view, and, and I'm a little bit more leisurely. So yeah. I always feel like 
oh shit, I got to go back to the ship. I, I, I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> and it drives me nuts. I'm like, I hate time limits in games. So there are a few good things that they do with this one to make yeah. the time limiting a little less annoying. The first one is you don't have to always run back to your ship. As long as you have the Pikmin with you, it counts as you're good. So if you're all the way across the stage from your ship and the timer's counting down, as long as you have them all, or you have a dog companion, as long as you're all sitting on the dog or you're all in one group, that counts. That's that's good. So they get rid of a little bit of that panic of like, oh, shit, I can't go too far away from my ship. Another great thing they have is you can move your home base across the stage in a lot of very good well-placed like it's specific points like they make the points for you but at any given point you can as long as you've unlocked that position you can move your ship all the planted all your pikmin go with you everything goes with you and moving those around if you see something and you're like oh shoot i really want to explore that chances are there's a new landing zone pretty close by that you can move your pod there, plant it. The day will still end. If you're super annoyed by that, I don't have any good news for you. It's still a day-by-day structure. But in this case, I found it helped make this game a little bit more bite-sized, even if I don't have the self-control to take the hint of going to bed because the day ended. But for me, it was kind of like that perfect mobile game kind of hit where it's like I can jump in for three minutes or I can jump in for three hours and there's like a little bit of that structure. And uh, But the, the moving the bases around really, really helps exploration because every time you explore a new area, you unlock something, there's going to be a new home base that you can move everything to and start off a lot closer to your new objectives than starting at the same end of the map every single time and having to book it across and waste half your day booking it across the map. And uh, yeah, it, 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 you know, doesn't work quite well that way. Um, I am going to, uh, I'll give slight spoilers right now, if you don't mind, because you're, you are kind of, you know, um, so anyone that wants absolutely no spoilers for post game content, like, let me skip 30 seconds here. All right. You're even warned. Three, two, one, skip 30 seconds. Okay. The, po- the part of the DLC or the, the post game content is you're playing as Captain Olimar, who you've rescued. And. Oh, okay. I thought you were Olimar him. in this. Not. No, not, no. Okay. You're rescuing him the whole game. And then uh-huh, at the okay. end, you rescue him and you go to him to recount the way he ca- crashed on this, this, this planet. So for that one, it is very old school. 16-day time structure or 14-day time structure. Very The days go by quicker. You don't have a dog companion right away. Everything's kind of spaced out. You don't have all the powers. That has been a rush. Very stressful. You're using all the skills. And I have two days left, and I'm nowhere near the uh, complete set of ship parts that I'm trying to collect. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. But that one reminds me way more of classic Pikmin sure. games, like Roguelite, than most of this game. But completely optional. Okay. There's still a ton of de- like post-game content that I can do that doesn't include any of that stress or any of that time crunch. And at any given point, 
I can restart that, learn what I've learned, know the structure of the maps, and I can just go back from the start and have that story restart itself and just go, boom, here's a ship part, boom, here's a ship part, boom, 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 boom. And like, if I did that right now, I think where I'm at day two, I think I could have all this stuff done and still have maybe five or six days left, just knowing what to do and where to go. Um, but again, completely optional. Didn't like, you know, not something you have to worry about. Like the, the, the main game, way more chill. I really, really enjoyed it. I like hearing that. I like when developers say, we have ways to make this game satisfying to all uh, people who are interested. The hardcore who want, like, I want to be brutal. I want to see those Pikmin die, and I want you to have to freak out, like you said, Mark. But I also want the people, like, I want to encourage people to explore, enjoy uh, all of the beautiful artwork and just the joy of these Pikmin. That's what I was liking. I didn't like when, oh, I can't enjoy this anymore because I have to worry about that. It's that stress that that distracted me from it. The good news is there is like a four-hour trial for this game and your progress yeah. saves. So that's why I'm like, I can wait on this game because I'm like, there's I can play that demo and that'll tell me if I like it. I'm assuming that's enough time with the game. I'll know if I'm oh, yeah. in or not. For the most part, yeah, that yeah. should be a pretty good indication. Um, okay. Yeah, four hours should be plenty. Perfect. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And I like the fact that they continue to evolve. I mean, this is a series that never has sold much, but it's Miyamoto's baby. That's why it keeps coming back. And I'm glad that they keep iterating on it and making it something for everyone who are so passionate about it. And they just released, um, was it Pikmin 1 and 2? Pikmin one and two as a, as a bundle. So this yeah. is one of the few series that you can get every single game on Switch, on Switch. and it's the one best and two either. Up. Yeah, one and two either separate or as a bundle. Pikmin three's been on there for a little while, and now Pikmin four. You can get the entire, aside from the weird little three DS spinoff, but I don't count hey, that. But Pikmin, like every yeah. single mainline adventure is ready to go on Switch. It's yeah. and it's the perfect place to play because for for me the last couple of weeks, like being on vacation and this and that and whatever. Um, I've been trying to get back into the breath of the wild. And for some reason that feels like a TV game to me. Yeah. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, You've got a lot of busy work and mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, so playing that on the go and especially where I'm still going through the story of, of, uh, of tears of the kingdom. Um, you know, once, once you finish the story and you're just kind of exploring Hyrule, I think I can do that a little bit more tablet wise, but like, that's a story that I want up on the big screen. I want Absolutely. that as big and bright and crazy as in my face as possible. Whereas Pikmin, I could play it handheld or I can pop it on the TV and it doesn't really matter. Cause it just like, like I said, it's those little bite-sized chunks. So I might play a day handheld and then plug it in and then take it out. Like, I'm playing it. It feels like a perfect switch game. That's great. I'm I'm yeah. happy to hear that. Um, I, like I said, I don't know when I'll get to play it. I mean, I, there's just too many games, too many games coming out. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a crazy year, but I like this is there and all those games are there on switch. So if I get do get busy and I'm like, play the demo, I'll, I'll, I'll be excited to try it out. Uh, especially cause they had a dog. Why not? They had a dog. Come on. It's adorable. I love the dog. Perfect. Um, so very good. So Mark, uh, an update on my gaming life. I finally got rid of the gaming laptop. It was giving me fits 
and churns. I was, uh, I had a friend come over. We reapplied thermal paste to all of the things, took the laptop apart. Crazy thing that I only had for two, three years. And it was too much effort. I couldn't even game anymore on it. So I ended up um, deciding to, uh, my work, I had a very good year with work. We got a bonus that went towards the laptop uh, or my new PC build. Yeah. I built a PC yeah. with my son last year. I had to build my own. The build went great. I got all my specs. I kind of gave myself a budget, went over a little bit, but I'm I'm loving it. I love it. It's got RGB everywhere, Mark. It's crazy. It's got glass side panels. It's really cool. Love it. Um, so uh, that was fun. And then I went, I always like resell my uh, PCs and things when I, when I get done with them. Uh, it died on me. The new one, I refreshed it, put Windows 11. Something happened. It would not even start. Would not even charge. I don't know what happened. I think I know why uh, why it happened. I don't want to divulge the <laughs> the idiocy of Todd. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I probably right. did it as I was okay. doing certain things, but mm, I yeah. ended up finding someone who wanted to buy it for parts. Went well. Mm. Got some money out of it, so that was good. I don't want to go in the landfill. I, I found somebody. Good to, yeah, so we're, we're good to go. But I built this new. Uh, this new gaming PC market's ridiculous. And when people complain about uh, Xbox Series X and PS5 not being able to do 4K 120, I'll just tell them, yeah. I spent $600 on just the GPU. So that tells you right there. That's more expensive than Mercy. the old card. And that, thing can, there, only yeah. do, that thing can only do 1440p. That can only do wow. 1440p. Now it can do 1440p at like 120 frames or 130. Sure. So it's crazy. Yeah. It's a beast. And it's got like this DLSS3 uh, software, which Ooh, does cool. essentially yeah. AI uh, frame interpolation, which is amazing. Yep. And the next switch, apparently, if it's still using NVIDIA hardware, could right. use DLSS, which would really mm-hmm. take some heavy lifting off the hardware and put it into the actual software, which is great. So it's a cool PC it's uh, it's it's really neat. Uh, Thirty-two gigabytes of RAM, the most RAM I've ever had in a system. Yeah. Uh, it's it's got a two terabyte, uh, nine ninety uh, Samsung SSD, which is great. I can put a PCI five SSD, which will double the everything. That's coming eventually, maybe in the future. But it's awesome. It's cool. It's fun. I had so much time fun building it, and so I was. I'm like, you know what? I didn't get really get to play uh, Cyberpunk, and I wanted to play that on a PC because I want to be close mm-hmm. to my face, a lot of text, yep. so I want it to be as big as possible. So I ran it on my uh, my PC at the highest resolution, our ray tracing, everything. I got like a hundred frames per second, fourteen forty p ultra. I'm like melting my eyes. Oh, I'm like, yeah. this is amazing. I love Fantastic. it. It's awesome. I got myself a new mouse that has RGB, of course, in the wheel. <laughs> Why not? It's RGB. Yeah, Everybody can't get enough RGB. It's the perfect time to build a PC. It's super easy. There's YouTube videos. There's PC Part Builder, which is a great thing. If you want to know what I did for mine, I can share my PC Part Builder link. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, it's, it's whatever your budget is. Pl- stick with the budget. You can get like FOMO, like I need to do this. Whatever you do will be, you'll be happy. And if you build a system, mm-hmm. you can always upgrade if you want. Um, it, it's it's really awesome. Um, it's so much easier than when I built my first system back in 2001 when there was no YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, I was ordering parts, uh, figuring what would work. Not everything was compatible. 
and mm. it was a pain. And this is even when Amazon really wasn't a uh, entity, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, it's just like pre-smartphone, everything. Yeah. That's... Oh, it was it was crazy. And you were doing a lot of like uh, hoping and praying that it worked. And when you didn't mm-hmm. know it worked, it was it was painful. But now it's the perfect time. It's so much fun. So I'm enjoying it. Uh, I'm really excited to get back into Cyberpunk. The game is in actually the best spot it's ever been. That DLC is coming out this fall. The expansion is coming out this fall right. with Edris Ilba. So I'm very excited to actually get into that game. So um, my son already beat it. So he's trying not to spoil it for me. Um, so yeah, excited about being back in the world of PC gaming. And actually with my CPU, I got a code for uh, uh, Starfield. So that's where oh, I'm going to cool. play it uh, wow. because it's like the premium edition. So it came with it. I'm like, perfect. That's I'm good great. to go. Yeah. Unfortunately, right now with uh, Starfield, it's play anywhere, but only if you buy it on a Microsoft owned platform, mm. which Windows, I cannot figure out why Microsoft cannot figure out they're like like having a gaming store mm. steam knows how to do it why can't they it's horrible on pc it's like you guys can't figure this out i i would love to do that because if you buy it there you get a copy on starfield on pc and xbox on the on the xbox the microsoft store whatever we call it and then you get right. cross save right now mm. though if i played on game pass and i played on steam there's no cross save it's weird it's they've just they've just got to figure that out but yeah. yeah, it's it's a it's a mess, but I'm very excited to do that as well. Um, and obviously PC, you're kind of unlimited because right now on uh, I know on Xbox that game it's going to be limited to 30 frames per second, uh, 4K, and that's it. That's like that's your yep. only option. On PC, it's the Wild West, Mark. I can do whatever <laughs> I want. <laughs> they can't make me do what I don't want to do. Uh, so I'm excited to see what I can do with that to have a great experience. Uh, but other than that, Mark. Um, an update. I have given up the ghost on the RG35X. Don't know what happened to it. It's gone. Uh, the gremlins got it. But, Mark, I got another Ambernick handheld Ooh, that is a that is vegetable. That, that's It's an alphabet soup. It is the yep. RG353PS. Uh, lots of uh, letters, too. Um, essentially there's a P version, which is actually dual booted Android. That's the only difference on the P you get Android and Linux Linux on the PS. You only get Linux. That's Mm. the only difference. Uh, I I've heard the, the Ambernick does not do a good job with Android. So that's a good thing, even though it's more flexible, it just doesn't work very well. So this one is pretty cool. Um, it's looks like a super Nintendo controller. It's, yeah. um, it's, I think it's the same screen as the 35X, um, okay. but it adds a little uh, analog sticks, which are great. It also adds in Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, which I haven't tried out the Bluetooth, which maybe means I can use wireless headset. The Internet's great because then you can update the firmware, do those things mm-hmm. as well. Uh, it's kind of cool. But uh, other than that, I think it might have a different processor. But other than that, I mean, it's just really cool. You got like dual USB-C ports, one for charging, one for directly connecting to the PC. It's got an HDMI port like the other one does. Yep. Oh, geez, so pizza. And now it's <laughs> oh, broken. broken. It's broken. Yeah, it's got dual stereo speakers. It's got yeah. an audio port, oh, cool. uh, dual nice. SIM card. So it's very similar like to the RG35X. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and it supports up to Dreamcast which is great. Oh, and cool. the analog sticks help with that. That was a big thing yeah. with me. I'm play PlayStation analog sticks would help with certain games. So um, yeah. it's really cool. And it's interesting because the 35 X 
I don't know what it is when they, when I, when I got it, um, they, it's pretty bare bones, as you know, and you put on, yeah. uh, onion, garlic. Uh, garlic on it, which yeah. makes it much better. This one, the Linux is much better. It's like the interaction, it, mm. it adds like actual, uh, console graphics and things like that. When you're, uh, going through it, oh, wow. scrapes the, 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 um, images of the ROM so you can see pictures of the art. So I don't know if they just have, that's a new thing with them with their new interaction, uh, their, their new iteration of their heart, their software, but it's really cool. And, um, the, the ROMs that are included are really awesome. And it's funny because there's N64s included Mark and they have Ooh. a game it's truck, but they don't call it truck. They call it like dinosaur hunter, uh, something. I'm like, but it's Turok. <laughs> it's so dumb. So that may be, uh, I heard one, one thing that they do with, uh, with the stock. Like I replaced all of the ROMs on this thing. Like yeah. these are all mine, right? Like the, um, but I, I heard the, the, the ones that are included are from all different regions. So that could be like a, a UK variant or a Japanese variant or something like that of, like where they renamed Turok, kind of like in Canada, we renamed like Beast Wars, like the old Transformers cartoon. We renamed it Beasties because <laughs> war was too violent. Of course, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's carnivores, dinosaur hunter. So it's a little different. I saw it. I'm like, that makes me laugh. But um, yeah, it's great. I mean, it's got Game Boy Color support, GBA, Nintendo DS. I don't know how that works. Something called Open Boar. I don't know what that is, but Skeletor is on it. So that means it's legit. <laughs> It's weird, uh, but it's cool. I, I'm excited to try out more of it, see what it does, um, but I'm, I'm loving it. And the surprise was it supports PSP. So I was playing Tekken 6 PSP version on this handheld device, and it was wonderful. I was really impressed. It played great, looked great. I didn't know Tekken 6 was on the PSP. And I love Tekken, so it, yeah. it really was awesome. So I'm excited to do more with this. I'm going to play around with it, get a, see if there's more themes, more art, other things like that. Carnivore's Dinosaur Hunter is its own game. That is not oh, Turok. It's not Turok, so I should load it up and see what the hell this thing is? Yeah, that is a, that is a, a completely different franchise. It was so on the weird. PSP, PS3, Android, and iOS. What? Um, yeah. What is Interesting. this thing? Is it like one of those like light gun shooters? Uh, I don't know. I'm just kind of reading a Wikipedia entrance. That's the fifth game in the Carnivores series. <laughs> the fifth game? <laughs> Where have is I been? The, like <laughs> Dinosaur Hunter is the the fifth game in this series. So it 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 sounds kind of like a Turok type game, but it's it's definitely its own thing. So it's not even like a rename for something. It's uh, it's yeah, it's completely. You start out hunting dinosaurs, um, and you start off hunting herb uh, like herbivores, and then you get to some more like uh, carnivore dinosaurs who go on the offensive, and you have to fight back. So, uh, oh, wow. try that one. Let me know how it is. That, that seems I'm very excited to uh, get into the fifth iteration of this game yeah. <laughs> series. Oh my god! Um, yeah, it's a great little device, though. I like it. It's got these weird little like rubber things on the back which i just didn't understand what they are but i guess it helps it not slide Grips. um yeah. yeah but it's a really cool little device and um 
yeah, I'm excited because um, I I did I I'm not tied to like that Game Boy type uh, form factor like you are. So for me, this feels like more like in my wheelhouse with the analog sticks, a little broader. Mm-hmm. Um, that that makes me very happy. So and, and I got it for like 70, 71 bucks. So That's fantastic. I love it when they're. I mean, they're coming out all the time. So there's always new iterations. So don't worry about hopping in. Go in. Oh, actually, Mark, when I booted it up, it is Turok Dinosaur Hunter. They lied. Is it? Oh, that's it hilarious. Is. Yes. So they don't know what they're doing. Yes. Uh, yeah. And, and all the Fine, games. Put my own ROMs on. Exactly. <laughs> I'll call it whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> uh, avoid those copyright protections. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah. So I'm excited about this. Uh, if anybody has any uh, tips and tricks, I've heard there's a new launcher, Mark, that is supported on uh, Embernix called like um, Arc something or something. Heard it's awesome. Like it's, it's like cool. over the top. Man, uh, fantastic so i'll see if that's out there and i might give that one a try so that's what these things are all about they're like homebrew so much fun uh just a really cool way to go and i was just having a blast played at the dentist office wait for my son so i'll get a feeling yeah. that's a, yeah half the fun of that is is like modifying it making it your own kind of like that little homebrew hack kind of thing it's like it's fun playing the old games but i also just like messing around with the system and seeing what i can break and and modify and the art and just playing with the front end and yeah you can download the artwork which is nice which is really cool yeah and uh it's portable it's actually portable yeah i have to mention we just got a late entry to the byron return and i have to read this because he agrees with me famous seamus writes in by rabbits they're basically the video game equivalent of minions, but they're kind of cute, and I know I'll have some zany adventures with them. Seamus got my back with the the buying uh, rabbits. Uh, Rent Chocobo, they're cute, and I get to ride uh, on them. I would just worry about how to take care of one. Very similar uh, things. I, I swear I didn't feed him these. And Return Pikmin, I've never played a Pikmin game, uh, so I have no familiarity with them. And second, they're so tiny, Most the most they can do is uh, slowly move stuff around or kill bugs. Um, oh, I never thought about the pest control option. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm. Alright, well, I'm not going to return and change my answers, but like, that's a good option. Seamus, thanks for writing in. Very good, and of all the people I would have expected to play Pikmin, it would have been Famous Jameis. He should really try that out. Yeah, give it a try. Play the demo. Pest control. Man, that's so good. Okay, yep. All right, let's move on. Yes. Okay, <laughs> so moving on to the bonus round. This week is a little bit different. We weren't sure what we want to do for a topic, and we're going to play a game. Uh, this game is something I believe we've done before, Mark, but it's been forever because you're like, Todd, what was this game? It's called Pitch Meeting. Yep. So essentially, we are young developers, Mark. You and I are both running development companies. We're going to make a game. Uh, But you don't get to choose the top. Basically, you don't get to choose the setting, the genre, the mechanic, or the name of the protagonist. That is chosen by the publisher. You're essentially work for hire, uh, hired gun. So the way this is going to work is um, I have set up those four criteria i've created like names of settings different Mm -hmm. genres mechanics and names of the protagonist mark and i have identical lists but they are in different orders so the cool part about this is i will have my list mark will have his list but i get to assign mark a specific one mark gives me a number one basically one through twelve or two through 13, because that's what's there. Um, and then 
once he gives them to me, I will give him a assigned setting, genre, mechanic, and name, and then he has to pitch me on the game based on those criteria. He can also, there's bonus points if he chooses a developer uh, in the style of uh, the game he'd like to make. He can choose the console or platform he'd like it to be on. Um, and those are just bonus points. But he basically, as long as he gets to the four, pitches the idea, we'll see if Mark gets a contract or not. So, and same with me, if Mark chooses to be kind and approve my idea. So, Mark, you have your list. I have my list. Um, so would you like to pitch your idea first or second? I, you know what? I think I'll pitch first. Okay. So I'm going to, um, I'm going, you give me a number for each category. I give me, give me the number, uh, two through 13, uh, cause I have it set up that way. So two through 13 for each one. And then I will assign you the name of each so go ahead okay uh i'm gonna go with uh four okay for setting yep uh number four okay great okay let me just mark these okay okay i'm gonna go uh that's a setting oh 11 for the genre genre. okay so uh that would be Oh, God, you're going to love this one. So that would be genre. So mechanic would be your game mechanic. Mechanic, I'm going two. Oh, boy. (laughs) You're going to love this, Mark. And the name of your protagonist. Nine. So nine. Let's see. One, two, three. Oh, boy. Uh, is that right? <laughs> My number counting's bad. Let me, cause the problem yeah. is I have this like one, the top row is not the right number. So. Okay. Okay. There we go. Okay. Well, so you I've can got, give me like the, the, no, okay. Yeah. Anyway, well, I've got okay. yours, Mark. Okay. So Mark, uh, your idea for your yep. game has to include the following setting. Flower okay. Valley is the name of the setting. Okay. The genre is rhythm game. The mechanic is building. So think of like, I don't know, some type of like Minecraft or something like that, I guess, is the best way to put it. Although it's crafting. I don't know, building. I'm trying to think. Would that be like SimCity? Building, um, yeah, uh, crafting. I'm trying to think. Is that right? Okay. If you you disagree, don't like this, we can re-roll it. Uh, We can try again (laughs) if you don't like it. Now building, I think, yeah, it would be like crafting, building, kind of like okay, because crafting is its own kind of, uh, is its own mechanic. So if I don't oh, okay, have no, another, so like building, building, yeah, Sim City, like Sim City, okay, something, okay, yeah, yeah, I, yeah I'm fine great. with that. Okay, okay, and uh, your protagonist name is Nadia Lance. Nadia Lance. Okay, there you All go. Right. So that is your criteria. Everything else is yeah. up to you to pitch your game. Okay. Uh, so I have this, it's set in flower Valley and it's a rhythm game that has to do with building starring Nadia Lance. Correct. Correct. That's, that's all my, my stuff that I have. Okay. So, uh, this is, you know what, this is pretty, pretty straightforward. It's kind of right in itself. Um, so this happens in flower Valley and the whole purpose of the game is, uh, the flowers have disappeared from Flower Valley, so they have to either think of a new name or they have to bring the flowers back. So 
What do you do? You hire Nadia Lance. She is the best gardener. She is uh, a, a nymph, like a, a little uh, a wood elf kind of like Tinkerbell type thing. And uh, their their magic power is to make the flowers bloom uh, when they dance. So rhythm game. Uh, the more you dance, the better you do, the more flowers bloom and start to build back up the garden, uh, which is actually a city where other elves, nymphs, and woodland creatures and, and critters kind of live uh, based on these these blooming buildings that pop up the more you dance. So the better you do, the more you dance, the better you build up the city. Um, if you screw up, the flowers start to wilt. The more you, you do, you know, and, and the, the valley, flower valley uh, turns more into death valley and you do, do not want that. So Nadia Lance uh, has to dance her little wings off and um, yeah, and, and that's, that's kind of how this game goes. It's, it's pretty simple um, to get a, a, a hang of, but hard to master like any good rhythm game. There's a lot of nuance to it. Uh, every time you think you've got it down, um, you know, you can throw, you, you can either play this with a controller, do it that way, or um, we're bringing out the Flower Valley dance pad, which is like a DDR pad, but it's shaped like a flower. Obviously, it has different pedals, and you step on the different pedals to do different dances. Uh, and it gives you a lot more direction, a lot more danceability where you can dance on different pedals and kind of spin around, you know, 360. Um, that's the real way to play this game. That's the way you want to play it. But you can, you know, if you need to play it with a controller, adaptive controller, or something like that. We don't want to exclude anyone. But uh, but if you can, if you're able to, the, the dance pad is the way to play this. Um, it is going to be developed by uh, Activision after Xbox buys them. Um, this is going to be their, their new guitar hero with help from, um, oh, who, who does fable? Um, uh, the new one uh, rare or no, uh, we're talking the new studio is turn 10, right? Turn 10. Okay. So they're going to be developing this on the side. Um, or like something like that or like playground games, maybe. Oh yeah, Playground Games. Sorry, um, Turn Playground. 10 is, okay. Uh, yeah, Playground Games does Forza Horizon. Turn Ten does Forza Motorsport. Yep, and they're doing okay. Fable. Yep. Okay. So Playground Games is going to help with this, uh, and in addition to, um, yeah, like one of the the Activision studios that like would own GarageBand or or whatever, like bring that kind of that pedigree back. Um, so that's what we're doing. It's an Xbox exclusive. It's going to uh, take place. Um, maybe even in the Fable universe, and it's an offshot in Fable uh, because there's magical little woodland creatures and stuff like that. So this could be a Fable story, um, but this is going to be an Xbox exclusive uh, rhythm game. Really throw you off. Do you have a title for your game? It is just called Flower Valley. Um, Flower Valley. Fable, Fable, Flower, Flower Valley. Valley. But I'm, I'm sticking with the, the Fable uh, tie-in. It's, it's called Fable Flower Valley. Oh, I like that. And then uh, since it's a dance game, Mark, uh, who will you have to license the music from? Uh, it's going to be... Um, 
it's going to be medieval covers of (laughs) pop songs. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Medieval covers of pop songs. Um, or like, like, um, uh, Oh, what's it? Um, like the Ragnarok, like the, um, like Elvish metal bands. Okay. Uh, could be, could be that could be a little bit of uh, that. I think of the Alan Wake band they had where it was like a bunch of like Scandinavian guys. Yeah. yeah, Glory hammer style. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's going to be this. It's going to be medieval covers of pop songs or like Glory Hammer. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the soundtrack for this one. Nice. It makes me think of like Shrek when they'd have like the band. Yeah, hundred percent. That's the vibe. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Love it. Love it. I can see it in my Marion Mark. I just see it. Perfect. The, the, yep. Yeah, with Fables theme of like the fairy, you know, acting crazy. Love this. Yeah. Good job, yeah. man. Good job. I was like, <laughs> it's going to be a rhythm building game. Like, oh, good luck. <laughs> it just it just started. I went the, the name just kind of kept building on it as you said things. It was just like, yeah, OK, I can make this work. Excellent. Good job, man. I'm excited for this. I mean, this is a winner. I mean, I think of I like, think so. oh my goodness. Oh, I'm going to bring in double fine that they can add their sense of humor and yeah, go well. Right. I just got to, I got to clip the collab. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I just got to clip this and send it to Phil. Uh, that'll, that'll be fine. I'll send I've him saved that. everything in guards. Mark. I've got your design cool. doc right here. Perfect. Perfect. Exactly. You're good to All go. Right. Let's, let's go with, uh, let's go with yours. Let's keep this going. Come up with okay. another amazing game. Okay, for setting, I'm picking six. Okay, so am I, yeah, all right. So are you going two to 13, or is this six actually seven? No, How I'm going two to thir- If it makes it easier, um, yep. yeah, I mean, if you want to look at row, you can do row seven. Okay. Is that, is that easier? It doesn't I can do matter. It's, it's whatever you want to, no, it's, it's, I'm going to, yeah. It's okay. pick six, but it's row seven, if that all makes right. it easier. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, mess hard, okay. man. <laughs> uh, so you got. Well, I just wanted okay. to know how you did yep. it because I was, you know, I just yep. want to make sure okay. it's the same. Yeah, all right. Yeah, row. So I'll give you a row from now, and that'll probably make it much easier. So setting okay. is row seven. Uh, yep. Genre. I'm going row ten. Mechanic. Yep. Row two. Name. Row nine. And uh, nine, you said? Yes. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. So you have picked. The game is set in prehistoria. Okay, hold on a second. I'm just marking these in my thing. Yep. Hold on. I'm going to color code them. Okay. Prehistoria. Okay. It is an adventure game. Okay, That's the adventure. genre. Okay, adventure. But the mechanic is cooking. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. I yep. appreciate that. Yeah, okay. And your character protagonist's name is Joey Handshake. <laughs> Joey Handshake. Folks, I came up with these names because I'm like, I want the dumbest names in the world. So I like it. Okay, so, wow. So setting, prehistoria, genre, adventure, mechanic cooking, and name is Joy Handshake. Adventure is, like, one of the worst genres for, like, specificity. Because it's, like, is it just puzzles? Is it, like, 
uh, a text adventure. Uh, these are actual combat. It's like, uh, what does it even mean? It's like the lamest when it comes yeah. to the work. It's an adventure. Uh, every isn't everything an adventure? It's an adventure. Mark? Yeah, everything's an adventure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Well, let's see. Okay, with that. Okay, I will build you a story that will sell you a billion copies. Let's We're gonna go. go. So this game, you're set in prehistoria. It's man and dinosaur. This is a cusp of the discovery of fire. Uh, hand-created weapons, and um, surviving the wild of saber-toothed tigers and also dinosaurs. That's Prehistoria in a, nut ba- uh, in a bag for you. Uh, the adventure is all about um, discovery. It's discovery of yourself and the world around you because the world is scary. Everything is going to eat you or kill you. Um, and you can eat everything or you could die from everything. So you have to be careful. Um, and because of the world, it's, it's a world of open de- delicacies of danger and deliciousness. You could die <laughs> or you could enjoy. Who knows? And Joey Handshake. Don't know how you got that name as a caveman, but you know what? Um, but I know how you did. Because he was Joey the first Hand- person to do a handshake. Well, he Joey Handshake it. is a man out of time. He is, an, he is a space traveler through time and space. He's in the future. A space experiment goes wrong, and he goes back to a land that he is the most intelligent man in the room, but he has to adapt to the rules of prehistoria. Um, he has to use everything at his disposal, and what do we find is the best way to make friends and influence people is through their stomachs, Mark. Joey Handshake just happened to be a, he just happened to be a line cook at a Denny's. I don't know what the, (laughs) maybe a a, a Swiss chalet in Canada. Uh, You know, Joey Handshake was great on it. Um, But he also had, I mean, that's what he did to get through his, you know, his job through through college. He supported himself before he became a great scientist and joined, you know, uh, a think tank to to get into like uh, theoretical physics and make time travel happen. So now he's got to use his line chef skills with all the land around him, all of the things, the um, unknowns of his landscape, he has mm-hmm. to understand what he can and cannot use. He has to learn how to um, find what he can and can't cook because there's a lot of extinct things in our time that are alive and well in this realm. So not everything mm-hmm. is known. If it's, It could be delicious, but deadly, Mark. So Joey yeah. Handshake has to essentially build a restaurant in prehistoric times. Think of like Fred Flintstone where he would buy, would roll up in his car and buy the big like rib. Joey handshake is now the creator of um, a restaurant for, (laughs) yeah, exactly. The McRib for, for his prehistoric friends. But the adventure part is he has to search out and find ingredients that he can make. And he Mm. has to figure out how they go together and along the way, he makes friends. He finds out people that are really good at uh, harvesting, growing crops. He actually teaches them on what you should, uh, you know, 
create and, and farm because farming didn't exist. So he's kind of exactly bringing civilization to the masses. Uh, but there are dangers, Mark. He has to navigate uh, predators, separate tribes. So he has to understand building cuisine and um, compassion with nations mm-hmm. and meeting, uh, meeting in the middle. Uh, he has to understand how you can milk things that probably shouldn't be milked because he <laughs> needs dairy. It, it's an unknown, Mark. I mean, have you ever had saber tooth tiger milk? We don't know. It could be delicious. Joey's going to yeah. figure this out. He's going to document it. And the end result is at the end of this game, you get um, crafted a cookbook. And that mm-hmm. is your reward. And uh, that is the game. This game right. is going to be called Joey Handshake's Adventures in Prehistoric Cuisine. I like it. Um, we're going to get, um, if you remember that game, it was the, uh, I can't remember the name of the game, but the developer that made that game is going to actually do the, the the coding that did the game. It was like basically, it was a chef-based game, but you would go through the dungeons to get all of your your uh, consumables, your 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 proteins, and your vegetables. Uh, that will be the developer of the game. I can't remember the name of the game. It was on Switch. Uh, it was a it was a really cool idea. It was kind of like you're a chef in the day, and you've got to go and go into dungeons and kill things for your meat and your vegetables uh, at night. Um, so they're going to be my developers. Um, this is going to be a Switch exclusive um, for the first year, and um, it's going to be. Um, on the eShop, and it's going to come out in 2024 on the Switch U. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I'm trying to remember that. Delicious maybe. Dungeon, maybe. Um, anyway, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's. Uh, I like that idea, man. That that sounds like. Uh, I like the the cooking with prehistoric and hunting your own food. That that is an adventure and a half. You know. Uh, why not? And apparently there's more uh, cooking games with dungeons than I thought. One's called Dungeon Munchies, Mark. I don't think that's the one. Uh, <laughs> but if I the figure out the name of the Chef game. Brigade? Yes, that's the one I'm thinking about. Okay. Yeah, it was basically like spelunking at night and cooking during the day. Yeah. All right. That's awesome. Uh, Switch exclusive. You threw me off uh, with that one. I'll admit that. You got to stir the pot with a touch screen. (laughs) Oh, all right. Yeah, those mechanics coming into play. I like that. That's cool. Well, very Very good. So, you know what, uh, folks, if you've listened to this, uh, if you've got connections with uh, the console creators and you think these ideas have merit, put us in touch because Mark and I have trademarked these ideas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I'm like trying to think of like different prehistoric meals now, like, you know, like a T-Rex burger and like, yeah. Pterodon omelets, you know, Pterodon <laughs> omelets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All those chocobos, those are probably yeah. prehistoric creatures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Which, uh, which dinosaurs had feathers? We're going to find out. Like, let's exactly. Go. We're going to uh, eat everything. And if that's a good idea or not, we don't know. Rabbits probably are like un, un evolutionized creatures that have just evolved mm-hmm. that have never evolved. And they are exactly the same through the rest of time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's so many, and they just die and they don't evolve, but they just keep dying. Keep yeah. living. Yeah, they re- yep. they they reproduce They're quickly. Yeah, the perfect creature. Everything is rabbits. Uh, forget everything is crabs. Everything is rabbits. 
Exactly. Oh, well. Well, I hope you, uh, everyone enjoyed this game. It's, it's something we could probably bring out every once in a while just to break out the monotony of just, you know, uh, the news and kind of like, what if? So um, good job, Mark. You, you played the game well. You as well. Excellent. So, Mark, uh, we are wrapping up the show. With that, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram and threads mostly, as well as in our Discord. I am not on Twitter very much anymore, but you can find me everywhere as the underscore Canadian. Excellent. And Mark, I did tag you on X or Twitter, they're calling it. There's a Pokemon cruise. Oh, cool. Just let you know. I'll have to check that out. All right. Absolutely. Robbie Bobby Miller pointed that out. I'm like, that's all, Mark, right there. Charlie goes yep. on Trek cruises. You should go on a Pokemon cruise. That is something I would definitely be able to convince my wife to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you can follow me on uh, Twitter or X still at Tioxtra. I'm on threads. So is Secret Friends Unite. So please follow us there because we'd like to you know, transition to a different service if possible. Uh, looking for more followers and people that are cool in the world of social media. Uh, also, uh, SecretFriendsUnite.com and Patreon.com slash SecretFriendsUnite. And also our Discord are all the places you can find us um, because our old outro still has none of that information. So we'll get that one updated eventually. <laughs> Gotta update that, yeah. Yes, absolutely. So thanks, everyone, for joining us the journey of the video games and all the things that we love in that world. So thank you, Mark. And remember, folks, it's always better to game together. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.